0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wedding Wombat. Uh, I've got a real treat in store for you today because today we're speaking with Ingrid Galloway. Now, Ingrid is the founder, relationship coach, and chief relaxation officer. Oh, I like that. Uh, She's the chief relaxation officer at Kyanan, and Kyanan means heaven. And that's a wellness clinic in Sydney. She's been a relationship coach for 11 years and a spa therapist for 21 years, mainly in five-star hotel day spas in Sydney. So she's used to looking after the rich and famous, as well as thousands and thousands of highly stressed clients from all over the world. If we push her, she might tell us some stories about Mel B or even Rihanna. (laughs) so she practices from kyanan in sydney and also from clients homes offices and hotel rooms and also online so i know we have listeners from all over australia and even overseas and um And so, you know, you are able to work with Ingrid if you choose to. So all the contact details for Ingrid Galloway will be in the show notes Mm -hmm. today. Um, So uh, I'm really looking forward to talking with her more. Her work is uh, focused on, she'll tell us more, but her work is always focused on stress, Mm -hmm. relaxation and relationship. The Wedding Wombat is an Australian-based wedding podcast to give you ideas, things to consider, and interesting perspectives on all things weddings. My name is Margie McComsty, and as a civil celebrant and MC with metamorphos Ceremonies, I love my job and am passionate about celebrating love in meaningful, memorable, and magical ways. I acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Here on The Wedding Wombat, we will sniff out the wedding options, dig out the latest trends, claw out and question traditions to see if they're relevant and burrow down to discover amazing ideas to help you plan your wedding. It really can be fun, real and a true celebration of you and the love you share. So welcome to the Wedding Wombat. It's time for us to chat. And she's got a kind soul. She's always seeking to reach out to support the healing process for many stressed people and also for the broken, lonely-hearted singles. Hopefully, we don't have too many of those listening in. And, uh, and also stressed-out parents and loving couples that cross her path. She does one-on-one coaching sessions, group workouts, workouts, workshops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and she also does retreats um for uh, for singles and also retreats for couples so uh welcome
1: to wedding wombat Ingrid Galloway yahoo yeah. thank you so much for requesting me to be here what an honor oh look,
0: it's my pleasure I, I know that uh that you've been a relationship um, coach for such a long time and so you've met so many couples and as a celebrant my side of things is really before the marriage, but not always, you know, obviously it's it's part of a relationship. Sometimes people have been in their relationship for many years before they get married. But a part of my role as a celebrant, it's one of the legal responsibilities, is to recommend that couples consider pre-marriage counselling. Now, the perception out there seems to be that something has to be wrong or something needs to be fixed if a couple seeks out an expert. So what's your take on that as a relationship coach?
1: Right. So if you can imagine this, I'm going to use an analogy. If you get a new, exciting, awesome, paying job, but didn't quite have all the skills that you need to perform well, will you ask for training sessions? from your employer? If you answered yes, then um, have you applied the same principle to your relationship? I mean, I understand getting married is very exciting. You know, you wear rose-colored glasses and promise each other the world and the pay seems to be awesome if this is a job, right? However, as the years gone by, kids came along, COVID lockdown came along, the arguments came along and your rose-colored glasses turn into a boil and pimple microscope. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine this? So yeah, well, everybody has baggage, right? Um, Even though initially you said like, oh my God, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. But then guess what? Everybody has baggage. So maybe you learned from your parents how to deal with each other. um, And and maybe their way is not, Quite the ideal way. Maybe it's filled with shame and guilt. You know, when when your parents uh, fight with each other, uh, maybe there's some uh, shame, guilt, anger thrown into the mix. And because that's what you subconsciously learned, um, that's what you apply to your new relationship. So engaging with a relationship coach is like getting a bunch of training wheels and confidence from your driving instructor to be able to enjoy your journey to your selected selected destinations. If you need to step back and do the reverse, you know, choose this gear. If you need to speed up because the road is clear uh, to your nearest destination, you choose this gear, right? So no, you don't have to wait until there's something wrong with your relationship or something needs to be fixed um, for you to have a premarital coaching because prevention is better than cure, and depending on who you choose to be your helper, coaching sessions can be fun and can be transformative.
0: That's right. I think uh, I think sometimes it's unconscious, isn't it? We don't know. We don't know that there's there's something playing in the background. So um, so sometimes you know you could be in a relationship for for seven years mm. and then you're getting married, and uh, and then there's something that comes up after you get married, which is said you know well. I thought that when I got married that meant that I'd be looking after all the finances or I thought that when I got married that, you know, you'd obviously quit your job or I thought when I got married that, you know, we would only have sex once a week instead of three times a week or, you know, so it's sort of this unconscious thing of of, uh, perceptions and things that may have come from your parents, your upbringing, from the media. There's so many different things that says what a marriage should look like or feel like, and um, and you know if somebody's is different to the other, then it can get a bit off kilter or might just not be quite as magical as you wanted it to be. And uh, yeah. yeah, not not
1: every story is like Cinderella uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean every wedding can be, but but it's not just yeah. about it's not just about the wedding, it's about the marriage as well. Yeah. yeah, we want it to last. So um tell me, Ingrid, how did you come to be a relationship coach and what does that look like in practice? Like why why do you do what you do? And then what does that look like? How how do you spend your days? You know, how do you work with your with your couples?
1: Yeah, so I came from a very religious family, and um, observing, you know, my parents communicate with each other and handle their um, issues, um, I know I learned how not to communicate with my partner that way so there is actually something good that come out of uh, that observing my parents interaction and also um, unfortunately with the uh, culture and with the religion there comes a lot of shame and guilt so uh, that conflict didn't sit well with me and so I escape to Australia to marry my first husband and unfortunately um, we had an abusive relationship. So, after 10 years, I left and um, I started my self healing journey. Um, I went back to college to study counseling and life coaching. And straight away, I knew that I would be a coach, not a counselor. And straight away, I knew that my niche will be in relationship. And I went to various self development seminars as well, simply to do my inner work. So um, I'm saying this especially because there are a lot of couples that got married the second time, third time, fourth time around. So my question is, have you learned your lesson? And this is kind of like my passion. Um, I love helping people that are brokenhearted well, because I've been there. And I love helping uh, people that want to strengthen their relationship because I've been there and also uh, have this A quiet sort of like burning um, uh, eagerness to help people to uh, see the lesson from the previous relationship because otherwise you just keep repeating the same uh, pattern. Yeah, we have this pattern, attracting the wrong person and then just repeating uh, the same mistakes and not learning from them. So yeah, and in practice, I normally teach couples how to massage each other for relaxation, intimacy, give them couples coaching. Every couple is different. So it's kind of like a combination of solving your problems or potential problems and creating stepping stones towards your dream, whatever your dream is. And I give your products, Um, to enhance the romantic ambience during your intimate times like candles and things like this.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I I think it's, you know, the work you're doing
1: is is really
0: special and can be really powerful for couples. Um, You lead workshops as well.
1: Yes. The workshop is typically for stressed people. So it's not necessarily for uh, broken hearted singles or uh, loving couples, but is quite generic um, for stressed people. And I teach people how to create vision boards so they can uh, manifest um, their cu- dream. For couples
0: who aren't in Sydney, can you do work with them via like Zoom or, or
1: phone work? Yeah the benefit of COVID is, hey, I get to pivot online just like many thousand other uh, <laughs> business owners. <laughs> that's definitely the benefit of uh, COVID. So I'm not limited to Sydney, even even this uh, special uh, package whereby I teach couples how to massage each other for relaxation and intimacy. I can do it through Zoom. Hey, I ah, thought I couldn't funny. do it. Thanks, COVID. I can. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I appreciate you need to be sensitive to privacy, but can you share some examples of the work you've done and how it's enriched relationships and marriages?
1: Yes, um, you're right. Every case is confidential. But then I can tell you um, once a couple that has been married for 20 years, a long time, came to me fighting outside my clinic and then they came out of my clinic loving and kissing each other because of one transformational session. So that's like really rewarding for me. Um, Another example, a wife and a mom of four was very depressed and she felt like she didn't have any reason to go on. Uh, In this case, husband didn't want to do coaching, so didn't want anything to do with it. So she went alone. And then after we finished our coaching engagements that went on for some time, they renewed their vows. She loved herself. She found her purpose and made their business more successful. So yeah, those are good
0: examples. That's great. Oh, it must be so fulfilling Mm -hmm. for you to do that kind of work and really, you know, give couples a a chance to see what was there all along.
1: That's right. Because sometimes you're clouded by whatever, and then you just need that extra help you know the third person to be able to make them see again you know wear the right glasses not just the you know pimple and boil microscope (laughs) now talking about
0: that pimple and boil microscope um, I'm going to ask you a a serious question and I I want you to answer it honestly Ingrid because um, I think as a relationship coach you're seeing the healthy relationships and you're also probably seeing unhealthy relationships Um, and there will be relationships that I'm sure have have run their course and then you help Mm -hmm. them to um, to you know end the relationship in a way that is respectful and 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 ultimately loving as well so my
1: question is Ingrid do you believe in marriage Yes, I do. Um, I believe in committing to your special person and embarking on journey together. It's very rewarding. Uh, But just like a business, if you work on your business, it works. If you don't work on your marriage, it won't work. So the same applies. Yeah. Just like business. That's right. Yes. And if you're expecting, like when you're separating, for example, if you're expecting that your partner doesn't, your business partner doesn't receive anything, for example, you know, you're delusional (laughs) because they put in uh, a lot of work in that union when it was working. And then now when you're ending it, if you don't want to give them anything, um, no you're delusional
0: (laughs) well hopefully uh for couples who are preparing for their wedding they're not looking at that path they're they're wanting to commit forever but it's in that committing forever that it's you know it's in the highs and in the lows and you know Mm -hmm. if it comes to a point where you do part ways then you know, it, it's important to keep that in mind. So, what um, what part do you think that um, that stress plays in relationship
1: issues, and what priority do you place on self care? Yes, yeah, stress is the culprit of many illnesses, I believe. Um, so, it's important to recognise your stress sources. I believe in check in, regular check in with your partner, so then you can ask each other, you know, um, hey, what's stressing you out? Or if especially if you notice that your partner is getting super stressed of something, you know, find out through your regular check-in and allow yourself to find your own ways to relax. Some people like fishing. Uh, you may not understand, oh, bloody hell, he's going fishing again. Like, why? Because when they're fishing, they do nothing, you know? Probably in their life, they're so busy doing so many different things, being – responsible for so many different people, one day they just want to do absolutely nothing and fishing is quite good with that. or <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: golf. So, Golf's another one where they go walking and it's it's that's yeah. the golf game. It's the the focusing on that and just and just walking and you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So find your own ways to relax, you know, called self-care, to practice self-love. That's because you are important as an individual as well.
0: Yeah, and we can't have all our needs needs met by one other person.
1: You know, we have to meet our needs ourselves as well. Yeah. So I typically I don't want you to because now you're married, I don't want you to lose your sense of self completely, become become this is like One. Uh, Yes, I, of course, you need to compromise and become one. But um, I also like to think that you still can have your sense of self and that's important.
0: Oh, personally, I hate the expression. I've said to my partner that do not ever use this with me because it just does not fly. Um, I hate the expression, my other half or worse, my better half. No, I'm a whole person. You're a whole person. And together we have one relationship. And that's how I see it. I think it's really important. I know people say it, you know, and they they say it like, I don't mind if they're saying it as an affectionate thing, you know, but I think we do have to think about the words we say. And when you say, Oh, my other half, you're not half a person. What what do you mean, my other half? Like that whole, you know, you complete me. No, no. I'm sorry, Jerry Maguire, Um, (laughs) no one needs to complete me. I am a complete whole person and so are you. And together we choose to be together. We choose a relationship. That's how I see it anyway. uh, What's your take on that?
1: Oh, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Only yesterday I was a guest in someone else's podcast and we talk about sharing guilt and anger. And um, I brought to the table which she really, really liked, I said, Australian has this saying, what a shame, something, something happened, oh, what a shame, you know, it's just very, very easily to roll out of your tongue, but then, you know, I, I've been trying for many years to remove shame and guilt from my uh, vocabulary, yeah, it's just that very light, so-called, maybe light-hearted uh, saying, what a shame, oh, sorry, um, if you feel like that, you know, that's, that's no longer in my vocabulary wow. because it's words that we're saying we don't realise. You know, a lot of people say that. What a shame.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I've used that expression. I'll have to pay attention now because I think you do it without realising. So that's great. Now, tell me, what areas do you think are important for a couple to discuss prior to getting married? I guess you're seeing couples... You know sometimes after things are broken down, what are the key areas that are important to talk about to get on the same page to sort of check in and understand where each person's coming from? Would you
1: think? Yes, so um, I will choose the top three reasons of breakups okay to begin with. Yeah, yes, so money. Is one of the top three reasons of relationship breakup. So please talk about your financial arrangements. Yeah, uh, who's gonna pay for the most bills, or are we splitting everything in the middle, straight in the middle, half half, or however it is. You know, is there gonna be a prenup or uh, or not? You know, so your financial arrangement you need to talk about. Number two is communication because communication is also one of the top three. Of relationship breakup cause. So you need to recognize how you speak to each other, you know, because everyone has different communication styles. For example, I'm a very direct person, all right? So I own it. I am not the easiest person to live with. So I laid out there from the beginning, you know, um, I what you see is what you get, right? I hate nothing. My husband thought he could take it, so here we are, married now for 12 <laughs> years. And even though even though until now, like sometimes he stated, gee, you're a direct, lucky you're with me, because not every man can take it. <laughs> and I said, yep, I told you so. I own it. Like, we, had, we get a good laugh from it, you know? So uh, there you go, communication. Everyone's different. Yeah, and you why, you are, three. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, in my previous relationship, my ex-husband tried to change me to who what he liked me to be. But no, no, that didn't work. So um, the, uh, the beauty of my marriage now is my husband doesn't try to change me. So he accepts me for who I am. And that is goal. So um, tip number three is infidelity, right? That's also one of the top three of relationship breakup. So you need to lay it out on the table what are your boundaries and your limits. Say um, some people have more tolerance towards infidelity depending on how the circumstances is. Some people uh, have no, uh, definitely cannot help tolerate. Yes, absolutely no tolerance towards infidelity in whatever ways, uh, whether it's physical, um, emotional, you know, um, yeah, definitely infidelity is a big no-no for them. And then um, if you cross that boundaries, uh, you will get divorced. Some people can still work um, on that. So um, everybody has different boundaries. So you need to discuss your boundaries and your limits. uh, What's a no-go zone and what's an okay zone. So yeah those are the areas that are important you discuss prior to getting married.
0: Yeah. I think, I think they're really important points they're, They are, They are like key elements. Um, I wouldn't have thought that infidelity, I would have thought money and communication. Absolutely. But I think that's important is that that people have different, um, understandings as to what constitutes infidelity or a, a break in trust, essentially. Um, And I think, you know, if you can be clear on that and know what the other person's expectations are, then, you know, you you know what the boundaries are. You can stay within those or, you know, you know, where the other person's going to stand. So, yeah. Ingrid, I'll add all the links to the show notes so people can contact you. Now, you also have a podcast of your own called Relaxed and Raunchy Relationships. Can you share with us about what
1: its core messages are and how we can listen? Oh, definitely. Uh, so you can go to YouTube and you know uh, search for Ingrid Galloway, and then you'll see my various interviews there and podcasts as well. Um, I started the podcast during the beginning of COVID lockdown because I was feeling a bit meh, and I thought, hmm, how can I support other business owners and my own business? Because well, a lot of business owners are are screaming right, um, having a huge stress because. Either their business is closed, or you know, forced to close for a moment. Uh, So yeah, I wanted to support uh, other business owners and mine during COVID lockdown and beyond, and to have fun because life is definitely better if you throw some fun to it. (laughs) Well, it definitely is a a fun podcast for sure.
0: So uh, (laughs) yeah, so uh, so go and check that out. You go onto YouTube and type in Ingrid. Galloway, and uh, but the link will be in the. Show and we'll get
1: tips. Yeah, you you will get tips as well. Uh, so you'll get three tips from my guest um, dif- from different um, industries, and also three tips about relationship from me and in each is. episode. <laughs> All right, now Ingrid, we end every episode of the Wedding Wombat
0: with a top five, and today we're doing the top five ways to create a lasting marriage. I know you've just had your 12th wedding anniversary and you have uh, supported so, so many relationships and marriages in being deep and powerful and juicy. So, Ingrid, Mm -hmm. can you tell us your top five ways to create
1: a lasting marriage? What's number one? Well, I reckon ask for help. Yeah. So if we summarize this whole talk, ask for help. Premarital and marital coaching is key. You know, you don't have to be um, on the verge of divorce to to engage with a relationship coach or um, a counselor. Uh, number two is understand your baggage and work on it. Number three, um, discuss about your financial arrangements. Number four. Discuss about your communication styles because they're different. And number five is about infidelity or setting your boundaries or um, you know uh, discussing and agreeing about your no-go zone and your okay zone.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much, Ingrid. I just want to acknowledge you. You're such an effervescent, beautiful person with such a big heart. Obviously, passionate about helping couples with create meaningful relationships and uh oh, and and I I just really thank you for coming on the Wedding Wombat and sharing some of your wisdom today.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me and hopefully you know someone can uh, apply the strategy that were mentioned before. Beautiful. Thank you so much Ingrid Galloway. Thank you. Bye.
0: The Wedding Wombat comes out on the 10th, 20th and 30th of each month and you're invited to listen in and share it with your friends. Did you know that a group of wombats is called a wisdom subscribe to the wedding wombat leave us a review or contact me directly with your questions or answers to margie at metamorphos.com.au or message me through facebook on my page Metamorphus ceremonies my contact details are in the show notes wedding wombat wisdom comes from patrick rockfuss from the wise man's fear when he says anyone can love a thing because that's as easy as putting a penny in your pocket but to love something despite to know the flaws and love them too that is rare and pure and perfect thanks again for listening to the wedding wombat we really enjoy your feedback If you'd like to send any messages to me, you can contact me at margie at metamorphos.com.au. I'd love to hear from more of our listeners. Bye for now, friends, and I'll chat to you next time on The Wedding Wombat.